Hi, this is Zach P, and welcome to the Daily Reflection Podcast. Welcome to the Daily Reflection Podcast. My name is Michael Lynn from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And I'm Lee McGinnis from Leesburg, Virginia. As members of the recovery community, we created this podcast as a way to provide experience, strength, and hope through the lens of the Daily Reflection book. Each day, we interview members of the recovery community in the hope that their experience may provide inspiration. We value inclusion and diversity, and we really want to provide a platform for all the voices of recovery. We aren't affiliated with any 12-step or recovery program, but you may hear these mentioned throughout the course of an interview. Hey, before we get to the show, I'd like to ask a favor. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, it'd be great if you could leave us a comment or a rating. This is going to do a couple of things. It's going to help us expand our reach and improve the show. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Today is December 31st, and as usual, we have a guest in the studio. Zach P., welcome back to the podcast. How are you? I'm doing well today. How are you? I'm well, thanks. All right. So today's the 31st, the last day of the year, and uh, we usually get kicked off by having the guest read the reflection for the day. Zach, would you kick us off? For sure. So this is December 31st. It's titled Daily Resolutions. The idea of 24-hour living applies primarily to the emotional life of the individual. Emotionally speaking, we must not live in yesterday nor in tomorrow. This is from As Bill Sees It, page 284. A new year, 12 months, 52 weeks, 365 days, 8,760 hours, 525,600 minutes. I had to make an effort not to sing that. I did go to drama school after all. <laughs> a, time to cons- a time to consider directions, goals, and actions. I must make some plans to live a normal life, but also I must live emotionally within a 24-hour frame. For if I do, I don't have to make New Year's resolutions. I can make every day a New Year's day. I can decide, today I will not do this. Today, I will do that. Each day, I can measure my life by trying to do a little better, by deciding to follow God's will, and by making an effort to put the principles of our AA program into action. Well, thanks for reading that. Uh, This is a a good one for the last day of the year, obviously. Um, So I want to get your thoughts. What were you thinking of as as you read through that? Well, I told you this would be controversial because I have have controversial opinions on this one. So I've always uh, had, I've always thought that the 24 hours a day thing was a bit overblown Um, in the sense that I feel like, you know, just for today, the idea that like, oh, I just need to not drink today. um, I don't find that to be a hack for not drinking, you know, like I can, I can understand when you're, when you're new and you need to have anything in your bag of tricks that you can possibly have, I mean, fine. If it helps you to say, well, I don't need, I only need to stay sober today or for this minute. Okay. You know, if that, if that helps people fine, but my problem was, uh, any type of resolution, any type of effort as it refers to in this, never worked for me. Um, Effort didn't do it. I couldn't try not to drink. Um, In fact, my whole experience was characterized by the harder I tried not to drink, the more I drank. Uh, It it was almost perfectly correlated, you know, like how, 
how much effort and resolution I put into not drinking um, correlated to just how hard and crazy I, I would drink. So, so yeah, so I think that's, I think that's tricky. Uh, but I do think from a spiritual point of view, of course, like we need to live in, 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 in the now, and we need to be present to our lives and et cetera, et cetera. So I don't know. I don't know if that's a, a good kickoff here. Yeah. But. I think it's a great kickoff. And I think, um, I think I, I, I did use the just for today thing as a hack early on. Um, but I think if that's all you're using, and I think this is kind of what you're saying, like if this is all you're using, it's probably not a long-term strategy. Um, you know, just trying failed for me and for many alcoholics. I mean, I, I think if you're, if you're doing just that, just trying and just changing the way you think, um, that's a losing strategy for an alcoholic because I mean, as you know, <laughs> uh, we have a disease that, that manifests in an allergy and, um, it, it, it is physical, it is mental, but what we're really dealing with is a spiritual problem. And, um, I think until I found a spiritual solution, which was something more than just not thinking about anything beyond tomorrow until I found that solution, I was destined to drink, you know? So, um, so I think it's a, it's a great lead, but, um, Zach, before we go any further, remind us of your sobriety date. Yeah. Uh, my sobriety date is July 27th, 2002. Um, I have a sponsor and uh, currently I sponsor one person. Mm -hmm. Do you have a home group? Sorry. No, no. I got to tell you also, Mm -hmm. my home group is the best home group. (laughs) Tell tell us about it. (laughs) My home group is the Rittenhouse big book group. Um, in, in Philadelphia, PA. And, um, we read from the big book and we talk about it, whether we, whether we like what we just read or not, we, we talk about it and it's always a fun time. Yeah. Wednesday nights at 7 PM. I love that meeting. I love that meeting, uh, for many reasons uh, the people, um, the format is, is what really attracted me when I first started going. Um, it's, it's a rather unique format in that you do read from the big book, which is fantastic. But you also pause at at any point for anyone to share as something hits them when something is read, right? Yeah, and so it there's always something to talk about from the big book. I mean, always. <laughs> like, no matter what you're on, there's something to talk about. And uh, and yeah, it it, it uh, for me, you know, I've been sober a while, and this is uh, in my whole experience. This is my favorite format. It's the most engaging to me. It's not for everybody, but I think, um, if you're interested in always in, in, in really getting deep in understanding AA and what they're trying to say in the book. And every time you go through the book, you find different things. Um, and, and it hits you a different way, uh, year after year. Um, it's, it's a great format. Yeah. And so today's Friday, the 31st, and you said that that meeting happens when Wednesdays. Yeah. Wednesdays, 7 PM, uh, in the, in the basement of Trinity church there. Great. Now, is it on zoom as well? Yes, it is also on zoom. Uh, I don't have the zoom handy, but I know that there's an app for that. Um, (laughs) and, uh, yeah, we're, we're doing a hybrid thing and we've been figuring out some different ways to, to do that. So. Great. Well, we'll, we'll post links if that's okay. And well, and, and importantly, see, I'm doing a terrible job. Importantly, we always go out to eat after our home group. And, and for me that that's, it's like, 
I love it so much because not only is it the big book format, but we always have fellowship after the meeting, whether that's three of us, as is recently in COVID times, you know, three or four, five, six of us, or, you know, prior to COVID, we would, we would go out with 20 people sometimes. Um, and I love it. Um, that, that to me, like the, it's the connection after the meeting that, that I really look forward to every week. Yeah. Fellowship. So important. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll post links to the, to that meeting, um, in the, in the description for the podcast, if folks are interested, check that out. Um, I want to talk to you about the, going back to the reflection briefly, um, in sobriety, um, do you think goals are important and do you, do you ever set like goals or, or like a, 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 resol- a new year's resolution? I have been all over the map with this and that's why this is such a, it's, it's such a, um, complicated topic for me. I have such a complicated relationship with it because to be honest, I've spent way too much time in my sobriety, making goals and resolutions and reading every book in the self-help section and trying a million different ways to really to force myself to be who I think I should be. And, um, and so in the last couple of years, I've finally uh, loosened up a little bit. I've had a, a number of experiences that sort of convinced me finally that effort is a, is a thing that has diminishing returns. And I, and I couldn't really try any harder than I was trying. And maybe there was another way to approach the things that were causing me trouble. And so the way I think most people think of new year's resolutions is that there are these things you have to do, uh, you, you've decided you, you will do, and you have to do. And if you don't do it, you have failed. And that's sort of the, the self-talk that I know I have. And I know that a lot of other alcoholics have, we, we tend to be, uh, as a, as a class of people, we tend to be incredibly hard on ourselves, um, more so, uh, than, than anybody. And to add pressure to yourself, um, I have found many times to be counterproductive. Um, and what I've been, the way I've been trying to approach all the things that I want to do uh, more recently is, is approaching them in a more playful way and trying to, and there's that word trying again, but just get, just allow things to happen and not rely on coercion, self-coercion, effort, see what happens if I, if I just try to have fun with something and just loosen up. And that has been so much both more enjoyable, but also uh, ironically more productive. The funny thing though, the, the, the tricky thing though, is if you, if you do it because it's more productive, you won't be doing it. You're just doing the same thing again. You're just, you're just trying to get yourself to do something again. So. Okay. But surely you have, you have goals. Surely you, you have things that you want to accomplish Yes, but I don't want to call them goals anymore. Okay. <laughs> so this is a, this is a subtle distinction, but I think it's an important distinction. I have intentions and mm-hmm. my what I want to do and the intentions aren't things I set I set or create. They simply are are true, right? It's true for me that I intend to do this thing. I intend to be a good father. I intend to be a good husband. I intend to become healthy 
or, you know, what, whatever it may be, I have those intentions and it's, it's almost like I, I want to just um, acknowledge those intentions, be aware of them, and then allow, allow the parts of me that can do what they need to do to do them and not try to force myself to do things that I know that's, that's a little weird and maybe a little counterintuitive for a lot of people. But um, again, I, I approached the end of the road of effort. I tried as hard as I could at a lot of things and really burned myself out and, uh, and, and didn't do that much at the end of the day. And as soon as I loosened up, I wasn't burning myself out. And weirdly, I was doing more. So it's a, it's a, it's a very strange thing. Um, it seems to me like it's an approach or a, a tactic that just involves being, being nicer to yourself. Yeah, uh, that's, but that's a hard thing to do um, for someone like me. Uh, I think the reason that I can speak for me personally we have a lot of experiences in life and whether they're traumas or whether they are just long periods of addiction where we develop these tactics to, you know, control ourselves and cope and, 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 uh, get, get through it. And a lot of those tactics, um, might serve us for a little while, but then later on in life, um, we're still using them and they're not serving us anymore. And, and for me, that's definitely the case with, I tried to use kind of a drive and a, uh, you know, a need to succeed and like kind of, uh, yeah, just, just an ambition to kind of push myself and, uh, I'm 99% sure now that I don't need any of that um, to do what I want to do. So, mm. so there's going to be folks listening that, you know, maybe they're not sober yet, and maybe they're looking at this date as uh, momentous, like they're going to mark the calendar and this is going to be the last day that they drink and they're going to set a new year's resolution. Um, you know, knowing that you've been sober for some time, and you tried many ways, just like I did. I'm sure many listeners have tried many different ways to, to make, make one day the last day that they drink. What might you say to somebody like that? What, what, what would you tell them? Yeah. Um, I would first just want to convey just how much I, how, how confident I am that they don't ever have to feel the way they're feeling right now ever again. Um, that it's not going to be easy, but that the good news is it's not going to rely on them alone, you know? And like, I think it's really hard. You, you can't even conceive of what an AA way of life could be like when you're in that situation. At least that was my, my experience. And if it, even if you could explain it to me perfectly, I wouldn't have understood because I was so stuck in the patterns of thought that I had. And 
the the best thing I could do at that moment was just allow for the possibility that there might be more than what I think uh, is possible. Uh, that 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 I might be wrong about way more than I think, um, and that I should listen to somebody else, even if what they suggest that I do sounds stupid or inadequate or why would I do that? Why would I hold hands in a church basement and, you know, say a serenity prayer? Why would I, um, why should I go to a diner with these people who I don't really want to go to a diner with, uh, tonight? Like what, why is this person calling me? Um, you know, uh, just let allowing that stuff to happen. And then it's really kind of magical by the way, there will be many feelings and much, much difficulty, but it's quite magical when suddenly one day you look and you say, oh man, I mean, I've been having an experience and not all of it has been fun. And a lot of it has been very unfun, but I haven't thought about drinking in a long time. What happened? It just disappeared. That's no longer my problem. Uh, now I can actually focus on the other things that I, that I want to do. So I, what do I want them to know? I mean, all of the, the reasons that you think you will miss the drink or that you can't live without it, or that it will make, it will, it will compromise your life in some way to not drink or do drugs ever again. N that's all bullshit. Like all of it. Uh, there's literally no downside to not drinking, particularly for someone like me. None. Um, it's all upside. And uh, the you know, you 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 owe it to yourself if you're even thinking about this to at least see what it's like for a little while. You can always go back and do what the shit you're doing now. I don't know. I don't know if we're allowed to swear. Sorry. Yeah, no worries. I love that. You can always have your misery back. <laughs> yeah, you can always. I mean, you know what this is like. Yeah. Yeah. So try something new. Yeah. Maybe maybe go to that meeting on Wednesday night. <laughs> yes. Maybe come to a big book meeting. We'll go for pizza afterwards. Or if people are feeling like they don't want pizza, we'll go to the Mediterranean fast casual concept up the street. So what does your new year's look like? You're not going to make any resolutions. Uh, my intention because of how much positive experience I've had with not pushing too hard. I think my intention will be to remember that most of what I have or, or maybe all of what I have is not from some strenuous effort I've made. It, it's kind of from showing up, doing the next thing and allowing myself to be aware of what's around me and avail myself to the people who I could be of service to. And it, it's not from me, you know, grinding. And so I don't want to get into that. Um, delusion again of like, I need to grind hard. It's like, no, not really. Um, 
I don't want to do that. So it's like the anti-resolution, something like that. I love that. I love it. The New Year's anti-resolution. Take it easy on yourself. To what degree do you do you credit a higher power for how things have happened in, in sobriety for you? You really want to open that can of worms? <laughs> I just did. <laughs> um, you know, I will say this. Uh, there is an entire side of life and, ent- and, and an entire side of experience that I was not open to even considering was there when I came to AA and then for many, many years sober. But I always had that in my head that I could be wrong. And it was worth my time with what I was facing, with the literal hell and death I was facing to try some stuff. And so I'm not, I'm not someone who I don't like the way most of the big book describes the language of coming to believe. Um, for me, I think for a lot of people, it, it's very helpful, but to me, it, it didn't help me along that, that path. Um, but I credit the practices that I've learned in AA, the just daily stuff that you can do praying, meditating, helping another person, calling someone when, when you need help, calling to check in on someone, all of these things that I learned that didn't have any immediate logical reason for them. Um, those connected me to something. And, uh, and yeah, I might call it a higher power today. I don't, but, uh, but yes, I, I was connected to to a, a side of life that is not intellectual, that is not about how clever I am, that is not about, it, it's not logical, it's not rational, and it underlies all that other stuff in a way that I never gave it credit. Um, and yes, that power, if you will, um, is what I want to spend the rest of my life getting more and more, more and more in touch with. And I think the key thing you said there is it's, it's something that you've experienced and it's not you. It is not me. And it is, it is certainly not the me that I have in my head that I think is me. Like that thing, that ego, that thing that I'm, I'm like, well, I like this and I, you know, it's not that, that is not the power that is making things happen in my life for sure. Not Right. Well, Zach, it's been a great discussion. Um, is there anything else you want the audience to know before we wrap? Um, I just wanted to, I know you're taking a break and I just wanted to mm-hmm. thank you very much for doing what you've done here so far. And regardless of what comes next, um, you, you're doing a real service with a lot of effort. And I think people may not appreciate how much effort goes into doing something like this. And so both to you and to Lee, I just want to say from everybody who's been involved with this podcast, you know, we're all very grateful to you for the work you've done. Well, thank you so much for saying that. It's been uh, an absolute 
joy. Um, it has been one of the most gratifying things I think I've, I've ever been involved in. And uh, we'll keep the, the podcast up. Folks can listen to previous episodes. I may run uh, some of last year's in the break. And um, Zach, thank you so much. Thank you. And with that, we'll close out the final episode of 2021. I want to thank you all for listening and for your support. I want to thank Lee for all the work she's done. Without her help, this podcast would not have continued. Thanks to Jeff Payne for audio editing. Truly appreciate your help. Thanks, everyone. Have a safe and happy new year.